Okay, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. Two. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me as always is... Is Matthew... Um... <clears throat> oh, shit. What? Damn it. Uh, what's the... Okay, Matthew Haas. Um... What was what was the Loki? What was her name? Uh, it's not, it's not Cynthia. What was it? It was um, Sylvie. There you go, Matthew Sylvie Haas. God damn it, I ruined it. All right. Um, Do you want to record that over? No, no, it's fine. We just keep it. Uh, okay. Let's, let's keep it natural. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Except for now, we got me asking if you want to record it over. <laughs> that's fine. No, that's that that's part of the magic. It's uh, yes. Yeah, it's like a live concert. You can't start the song over. I mean, although I have seen people do that sometimes, but um, <clears throat> yes, but that's they really fuck up the beginning of the song, like just terribly. They like I saw, was it Peter Gabriel did that? Like he fucked up the song so badly that he literally just started over. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so um. <laughs> Before we get started on today's topic, which is Loki episode three, um, there's a story in the news lately that's been um, concerning me or interesting to me. Do you want to hear about it, Matt? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so uh, Jerry Seinfeld is going to star in and direct a movie called Unfrosted. Which is about the creation of Pop Tarts. <laughs> what? And I'm not making any of this up, and that's just a sentence that I never thought I'd ever say in my life. I am obsessed with Pop Tarts, as you know. Yes. Um, yes, that's why I thought I'd bring it up to you. It's my favorite snack, breakfast food, whatever have you. Like, if I ever get rich, like I am going to buy like a lifetime supply of pop tarts. Like it's just it's going to happen. Um, so he's he's gonna. So what? It's like a documentary, or is it like an actual movie? It's, like, a, it's a movie. <clears throat> okay, where he's gonna star in it and direct it. And he so he, he, like and he co-wrote. He, yeah, he, it's about the creation of pop tarts. Okay. So that'll be interesting, and it's supposed to be a a, a a comedy. And um, so and, and it was written by uh, Barry Martyr and my Facebook friend St- Spike Ferenstein, who uh, was one of the co-creators of the Michael Richards show, which we're going to have as an ep- feature episode. Yeah, the one that we just totally made fun of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I could, I can only imagine it being somewhat of a comedy. I can't imagine it being like a heroin drama. Although it could, you know, it could have been something like that. Like the guy who 
you know, made Pop-Tarts and then he ends up getting pushed out, doesn't make any money from it. You know, I could see that kind of thing happening too. Um, and like, he can't afford anything but Pop-Tarts. So that's like the tragic ending of the movie. He's got like two quarters to rub together. And he just sees like a box of Pop-Tarts at like a gas station and he buys it. Then he just like eats it in his car and just drives away with like two bucks of gas left in his car and just decides to leave the car wherever it runs out of gas and just keeps walking. And then like the camera just zooms out on him walking until he's away from the camera and then it just rolls credits. See that version too. That would be pretty sad, but um, you know, it's good yeah. that's a comedy. Yeah. I'm not sure what the true yeah. story is, but we'll, we'll find out. Um, and this is going to yeah. be on Netflix soon. Okay. Oh, so it's a Netflix movie. Okay. Yes. Cool. <clears throat> well, that's nice. Cause you know, you know, all the Netflix movies so far have been Adam Sandler movies. So apparently, you know, it's nice to have another comedian, you know, to kind of get into the Netflix thing. And so it's not just well, like Sandflix essentially. Yeah. Well, they've, they've done other things. They've done some, you know, they did the, you know, the, um, the Irishman and other <clears throat> movies, you know? So. Oh, that was, look, okay, I didn't know that was uh Netflix. Okay. That's yeah. cool. They've done a lot of uh, good original films. I only focus on the bad things. <laughs> So, so, um, like, Hubby Halloween, that's enough for me to hate all of Netflix, that one movie. Um, yeah. Or was it Hubie Halloween? I don't know. Whatever. Um, Whatever. Don't, care. don't care. You know, basically, any any you know, it's any movie with Adam Sandler is going to have followed by Kevin James somewhere in the movie. It's, like, almost, like, required by law now that Kevin James has to be in an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> so, um, yes. You know, you, you're going to have Kevin James or David Spade or, um, <clears throat> or, yeah, Rob, or David Spade or Rob Schneider or um, <clears throat> one of those guys. Um, I will say this though: Adam Sandler is probably like the best friend in the world because you're going to get in his movie no matter what. <laughs> you like, you're going to get a paycheck. Like, you know, so, <laughs> I mean, he seems like a cool guy, regardless. Yeah, um, I'm saying. I will yeah. say that. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, do you want to talk about Loki here? Sure. <laughs> Speaking about other cool yeah. guys, Loki. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, um, episode three, which uh, premiered on June 23rd, 2021, was entitled Lamentous. Um, it was directed by Kate, Kate Heron and... Uh, Written by uh, Bisha K. Ali, who is supposed to be the uh, head writer of um, of Miss Marvel, which is coming out soon, a new series, nice. another series. So yeah. Um, so um, in this episode, uh, do you want me to go through a little bit of a quick breakdown here? Actually, first yeah. off, first off, Matt, what what did you think of this episode? I liked it, you know, I mean, um, I liked all the episodes so far, obviously, but, um, you know, I kind of liked this one, uh, because it was mainly just kind of the two of them, like their own sort of like buddy cop, well, not buddy cop, but whatever. Yeah. Kind of storyline going on. And it was kind of just focused on the two of them. So that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. It's like Michael Waldron, the, the, the head writer of the show had talked about some of the influences he had for the show. And one of the influences he talked about was, um, the Before Sunrise like series of movies, where it's basically just two people meeting each other, 
and uh, getting to know each other. Yeah. So it it you know where, where it was like you know Ethan Hawke's American in a in a European setting with uh, Julie Delphi's uh, foreign character you know so it, this this kind of is similar in this way this episode you know I can wait see, is that I, the movie oh sorry go oh, ahead go, no no go ahead no was that the movie where they're like on a train or something like yeah. that yeah yeah okay yeah I've seen that all right <clears throat> so you can tell the influence on this episode specifically I think. With the, with the right. train and the <laughs> two people getting to know each other sort of thing. Yeah, um, so I, I asked people in our group, first off, too, about uh, what they thought of the uh, show so far. Um, Michael uh, Buckor, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Bucor? Bucor? I don't know. Anyways, he's a Facebook friend that I used to work with. Um, he says, I'm a fan. I haven't uh, watched any of the other Marvel shows. I've actually wanted to rewatch the first episodes. Uh, like, I keep thinking about one and two. And the dialogue in episode three was pretty interesting. Kept my attention um, ending of that episode. Um, Chris Tiefel says, I like it, but episode three felt like a filler episode. Aside from the throwaway line that Loki um, goes both ways, um, there were no big revelations. We know no more about female Loki than we did before and why she hates the TVA. There was a lot of revelations in this episode, I think. Chris, yeah, it wasn't Chris, just... Chris is missing, that's my thing. Um, Kermit Key said that, it was, uh, that this episode was a clunker. Um... Mike Caswell says, I love it. I love the intellectual property of it and its Hellenistic characters and giving us a feel of where the tale is going next and delivering Lokiism and mischief. <laughs> um, Gabriel says, I like it quite a bit overall, but the third episode didn't feel like it was necessary and certainly nowhere near as strong as episodes one and two, but I've been enjoying the series overall. <laughs> Amber Dawn says um, that last episode began with an enchantment. I don't trust these devils at all. LOL. <laughs> Looking forward to the twist and Richard E. Grant, wherever he may be. Yeah, Richard E. Grant's going to show up in the show at some point, and a lot of people are speculating that he might be playing an older version of Loki. <clears throat> oh, wow. Okay. So. Yeah, and there's, 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 some, there's some other uh, theories that we can talk about at the end of the episode here. Um, to involving that and other things. Um, so, uh, in this episode, uh, it begins where, uh, where the last episode left off, sort of, except for we do, um, see at the beginning, um, starting out with, uh, with, uh, the woman we will learn later is named Sylvie. Um, talking to the brainwashed uh, Minuteman she had, uh, the the woman, and they're they're in this they're in this uh, bar drinking margaritas and talking about brain freezes and stuff like that. <laughs> we find out that this is basically just her using an enchantment spell to find out information about where the where the timekeepers are. 
from this uh, from this woman. Um, then um, we have it where uh, it left off last time, and Loki has followed the variant who goes by Sylvie to the TVA, where she attempts to visit the Timekeepers. Then uh, Judge Renslayer attacks them. So uh, Loki, um, uh, basically, while they're there, too, Sylvie realizes that she can't use her magic there. She didn't realize this before, which is interesting because I think she's been at the TVA before. So you think she would have known that unless this is a new uh, new thing that they added on where they disabled uh, magic since then. You know, what yeah. I mean? like maybe originally you could use magic magic there. We'll find out in future episodes, I'm sure. <clears throat> right. Um after Renslayer attacks them, um, Loki uses a, a tempad to uh, teleport himself and Sylvie away. They arrive at 27-7 on Lamentus 1, um, a moon that is uh, soon to be crushed by a planet. <laughs> however, however, the tempad is running out of power, they find out. They're in this like uh like mine like uh quarters, like quarters for some miners or something, you know, at first. So this is like a, a mining um moon or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Where you got miners, not underage people, but the other kind of miners. Yeah. Well some of those miners were underage before there was, you know, child labor laws, so Yes, that's <clears> true. <throat> so you could be a minor mi- you could be a minor yeah. miner. Yeah, well, that, that's a true story. Uh. <laughs> true story. Okay, anyway. So, um, the, uh, they, the, the, the temp pad is running out of power, they find out while they're there. And, uh, so they, they cannot escape. And so they're stuck on this moon that's going to be hit by a planet and they need to try to escape, which just kind of, <laughs> sucks um sylvie gets mad at uh loki throughout it about like why why did you bring us here and it's basically you know like uh he didn't have time he said i didn't have time to look at the brochure to find out where to go you know (laughs) so just pick a random spot probably um Mm -hmm. or he didn't do the research well like she said too you know this is this has been a plan years in the making you know on her part so she knew you know, she'd done all the research, you know, to know where to go and yeah, or where, when to go and where to go. Um, and she probably had all these places, you know, programmed in there. So then she could, you know, go to them for a little bit and then come out and everything, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, they, they end up agreeing to work together because, uh, Loki ends up magically hiding the temp pad while only, uh, Sylvie knows how to recharge it, so they have to work together, basically. <laughs> he doesn't know how to recharge it. She doesn't have it. You know. <laughs> it's one of those things, yeah, yeah. we're forced to forced to work together. By the way, so about the whole magic thing, if I could turn turn around for a second. Yeah, sure. No magic in the TVA. Well, Loki is a frost giant and his natural form is, you know, looks different, so he has to use magic, doesn't he, to look human right so why wouldn't he look like that when he was in the being 
judged or whatever, you know? I'm not sure, unless somehow, <clears throat> because he's made himself look like that for so long, he's kind of become that. Okay, yeah, that's, I, I, that's I guess my, I got that. That's my theory on it, that he's he's made himself look like an Asgardian for so long that he's kind of just right. become that. Um, right, makes sense. That's that's for the for the explanation reason, but probably, you know, money wise, some um, and on Marvel's hands is it would be <laughs> it would be too costly to put the makeup on him every day and everything. So yeah, <laughs> right, and it's not that important really of a <laughs> of a thing, you know, because he's not really. I mean, they already did the whole Dark Elves storyline, yeah. mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, um, <laughs> and those were in bad movies anyway, so it's okay. Not, oh, not, I, I haven't seen that one actually. Is it? Is it not good? Uh, it, it's okay. I mean, it's worth watching, <laughs> mind you. It's just I, I think the first two Thor movies are kind of lackluster, with the exception of Loki. <laughs> okay, in my opinion, I mean they're okay. It's just once Ragnarok comes around and uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Chris Hemsworth kind of creates his new persona as Thor, where he's more comical than. Shakespearean, it kind of works. Yeah. Because, like, the other ones, he's kind of like, doth protest too much, and, you know, not really, but, you know. Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Makes um, sense. Yeah. So, um, anyways, they they end up sneaking aboard a train bound for an arc. After, oh, first off, they they, they meet a, uh, they meet, like, this uh, woman who's living in her house to find out what's going on. Loki tries to pretend to be her dead husband, and she's not she's not fooled by it because he's being too loving. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and she and this is after she like shoots them with some kind of like ray gun of some sort, <laughs> um, and then calls them devils. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, they 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 find out that there's a train heading to this big arc that's going to take the take uh, basically the rich people off the uh, moon to safety. Yep, capitalism is alive and well, even yeah, in 2077 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they uh, they end up uh, sneaking aboard aboard this train bound for the arc. Um. And they, the, with their goal being that they know that once they get to the Ark, they can use that to recharge the, uh, recharge the temp pad. <laughs> My thing is, is like, would they be able to like charge? Like, what kind of charge do you need for this temp pad? You know, like, that's what I'm saying. Do they really need something that, you know, powerful like an, an RS spaceship essentially? Like, you know, I, I mean, I mean, I, I'm not sure what what things are like on Lamentus, but I mean. <laughs> Does somebody on the on the train have an iPhone that they can use the charger from? Like I just see something <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you might need something more than like a regular battery, but <laughs> I, I can't imagine you would need like a space shuttle. You know, to I mean, who knows? Maybe the TVA is that advanced that you would yeah. need something. Like, you know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, that, that's um. I mean, it would be weird thing it, it, it would be really funny if they somehow in a future episode have to recharge the temp pad and you find out that you can just use like an iPhone charger. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, the whole time is that they think it has to be this like huge. <laughs> yeah. That'd be hilarious. It's like Mobius shows up and he like just plugs it in and just kind of lo- stares at Loki for a moment. Then he's like, all right, back to where we were before. <laughs> <You know? 
yeah. um, (laughs) So, um, while they're on the... uh, They they sneak on the train. The way they do it is uh, Loki dresses up as a guard, um, transporting Sylvie onto the train. um, And Sylvie uses uh, her enchantments to basically make them believe that that's true. (laughs) Um, they, uh, They sneak aboard this train... Um, that's bound for the Ark, and uh, they start talking about different things. We do find out some revelations here that Loki's bisexual. We find out that uh, Sylvie knew she was adopted the whole time that she was (laughs) being raised. Um, We don't find out really who raised her. We do realize she, she admits that she taught herself magic. Right. So that that's some revelations that we're getting in this episode. Um, then some other things start happening. Do you want to take a break, though, Matt? And then we'll come back and talk about the rest of the episode? Yeah, we'll take a Pop-Tart break, sure. Yes, Pop-Tarts. <laughs> the, uh, the favorite snack of me and Jerry Seinfeld. Yep, and me, too. Why do people eat Pop-Tarts? Okay, anyway, <laughs> so we'll, we'll be right back, folks. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guests every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Hope to see you there. And we are back. So, yeah, Pop-Tarts, man. I love Pop-Tarts. Yep. Yep. Me too. I'm all about the, the, the frosted strawberry and, mm. the, and the chocolate ones. <clears throat> yeah, we were just talking about that on the break. Um, yeah. Totally. Um, Kellogg's, yeah, if you want to sponsor us, I'd, I'd love that. We've been asking them to do this for about <clears throat> three years so far. Mm-hmm. They've they still never done it yet. I don't understand why. Like, you know, how many podcasts out there have been ex- extolling, you know, the the greatness of Pop Tarts in like almost every single episode for like I mean what, we have like hundreds of episodes at this point? Yeah. And like half of them we talk about Pop Tarts in a you know good manner, mind you. Come I, on. Like I don't know. I mean I guess the <clears throat> people at Kellogg's in Battle Creek, Michigan are not listening to 
podcasts. <clears throat> well, they should. Maybe we should just start a podcast all about Pop-Tarts. Yeah. That might get their attention. All, all two all tarts. Two, all, two tarts. <laughs> all two tarts. All two tarts. That sounds different. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really sound like what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, I don't think. Uh, I think we'll get a lot of disappointing listeners. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not- all they're talking about is strawberry. <laughs> They did a whole episode on brown sugar and cinnamon pop tarts, but not about what I wanted to hear. No. <laughs> oh god. So, anyways, um, yeah. I mean, even if you just want to send us free pop tarts, we'll talk about our po- about your. Pop-tarts. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. We're gonna do it anyways, so you know, might as well give us something in return here, Kellogg's. Yeah. Come on. I mean, I like your cereals too, Kellogg's. You know, if you think that that's the problem, you know, I do like your. Uh, your your um your Fruit Loops mm-hmm. and your Frosted Flakes mm-hmm. and your your Apple Jacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Apple Jacks. I haven't had that in a while. <clears throat> Do they also make the the wheat wheat Frost, ones? Frosted mini wheats. Those are good. Those are one of my favorites. Uh, yep. Yeah, they're great. Uh, lots lots of lots of fiber and protein in that one. It's good. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel good. Yeah. The other ones, you know, they you know they they taste good. They don't make you feel good afterwards. The wheat ones really make you feel strong, you know. Yep, like you can lift a building. Yeah, totally. Like Loki. Anyway, so um, <laughs> <laughs> back to uh, back to uh, the show Loki here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um. Once they're on the train, Lo- um, Sylvie decides to take a nap. <laughs> she wakes up. Loki has gotten drunk <laughs> and uh, basically causes the guards to discover who they are. What else happens here, Matt? Yeah, I forgot. <clears throat> I think he was just being really rowdy and stuff like that. And he was like singing these like, um, like almost sounded like Irish type of ballads. Like, um, well, it was kind of in, I think it was in like, Nor- <coughs> like Norwegian or something. Um, Norwegian. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I, uh, because of the, yeah, I'm, there's a translation of the song here online, Matt. Um, it says in, uh, in stormed blackened mountains, I wander alone across glaciers. I travel forth. In the apple orchard, the fair maiden stands and sings, When will you come home? And the chorus, which is in English, says, When she sings, she sings, come home. When she sings, she sings, come home. Wow, that's really sad. Yeah. It's a sad song. <laughs> very poetic. But then, like, you it's know, a very like, sad like, song, yeah. Like you were saying, it was kind of like reminded you of like an Irish song. It's kind of like Irish drinking songs, which are really pretty sad too you know what's well yeah people usually get sad when they're drunk and uh <laughs> and yeah yeah it, it was to make themselves beautiful. happy about sad things yes well it, it's a weird cathartic thing yeah it's a <laughs> it's just like it's just like b- before we recorded we were talking about third eye blind semi-charm kind of life which is yeah. a song about his friend dying of uh crystal meth overdose <laughs> But it's one of the most upbeat, happy pop songs in history, you know? So it's like... 
Yeah, it's it's uh <laughs> maybe he wrote it like that because mm-hmm. it was such a sad you know, a sad song and, and that he maybe he wouldn't be able to play it if it was sad without just breaking down and crying, you know yeah. what I mean? So he had to, had to make it sound happy, you know. <clears throat> exactly. Um so um anyways, uh Loki has gotten drunk here. And uh the guards basically discover that they aren't supposed to be there and they end up uh, getting into a a fight and uh, Loki is thrown off the train and Sylvie follows him. (laughs) And when they land, the temp pad is appears to be broken. Damn it. Yeah. The duo then journey on foot and intend to uh, commandeer the Ark and basically change the fate of this apocalypse. <clears throat> but wait a minute. I thought the whole point was that you can't change these events. Like, the Ark's gonna... It, well, you know, exactly. They but, don't make it out. Ark doesn't make it, yeah. Yeah. But um, they were gonna try to change the events, which you can change the events. It's just... Oh, I see. It's, it, 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 if you don't interfere in the... Ex, ex, you know, like, you can't change something like a volcano erupting. Right. Um, you can change something like this, mm-hmm. you know, but you right. You could like, for example, you could you could tell people early and put them into like safety before the volcano erupts. So mm-hmm. Technically, you've changed history, <clears throat> you know, by doing that kind of thing. Um, but if so it's yeah, right, but the but thing is, certain things too, like even with a volcano, though, if it's right before it erupts, you really can't yeah. change anything because you're not going to have enough time to. <clears throat> get folks off the land that's going to be right. Well, I meant like, you know, like, you, like, you know, like, 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 like if you come days before, yeah, you can change things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like with this, <clears throat> they're like twelve hours before the event is when they got there. So, yeah. Um. So so they th- they decide they want to commandeer the ark. Um. We come up. Uh, Sylvie reveals something very, very important here. Sylvie says that the TVA's workers are all variants rather than creations of the timekeepers, as Mobius claimed. Mm-hmm. Which, which, which brings into question here. When she was at the TVA, she killed a bunch of these people. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. so, so the, these the, well. the, these quote unquote innocent variants that are brainwashed to think that they're the creations of the timekeepers. <laughs> well, they're innocent, yes, but they're also trained to do a certain thing. So it's one of those moral yeah. great area things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, yeah, they're innocent, but they're trying to kill you. So what do you do? I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, like, it's 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 kind of it's kind of like you know when when you're in a war, you don't really want to kill the other soldiers because they're just fighting for their country, right? Exactly. And then it's yeah, it's one of those things where it's yeah. like, gosh, and who knows? Maybe they'll be brought back somehow anyway, and and you know just start their job all over again. You know, or something. I don't know. Yeah, 
See, because I mean, I, I have some theories I'm going to talk about later about this thing mm-hmm. like, when we when we get to the end of the episode. Um, okay, um, so so yeah, that but but that's just really interesting because that that means that all of these people are basically probably had their minds wiped or something, and they don't know who they were. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> Because that's how we realize about the well, um, about, about the woman that liked margaritas at the beginning of the episode. You know, she was yeah, exactly. She a familiar restaurant that she she's like I know this place, mm-hmm. but she couldn't figure out how she knows it. It was probably one of her favorite haunts, you know, before she got collected, you know, by the TVA or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, and so uh, then Loki and Sylvie fight their way through uh, guards and around a meteor shower while trying to uh, board the Ark. At one point, Loki uses uh, a uh, some uh, powers that I'd never really seen him use before where he levitates a building. Mm-hmm. Which was interesting. I didn't know he had that power, but I guess he does. Um, so... Uh, basically what ends up happening is the arc is destroyed by a meteor just as they reach it, leaving them stranded on this, on this moon. And we end the episode. (laughs) This was a shorter episode. It was only like 40 40 minutes or so. And, um, you know, probably like 41 with credits and shit. But, um, so probably more like 30-some minutes in the episode. So, yeah. Yeah. They were shorter than the last couple, that, which were almost an hour long each. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah so th- that's what happened there, Matt. Um, any uh, final thoughts or anything I missed in this episode? <clears throat> I don't know, um... I'm not sure if you missed anything. Um, not that I could think of. Just uh, <clears throat> just a few thoughts about like Loki. He see his his powers seemed very inconsistent. Like he's supposed to be a god, but yet in Avengers first one he got his ass kicked by Hulk, which is weird because Hulk is just a super serum strength regular dude. He's not a god, but yet he like threw him around like a rag doll, so that's kind of interesting. And then this, you know, the guards beat him up and throw him out the window. It's like, okay, but then he can levitate a building. It's like, what the heck, dude? Like, I mean, I guess he's a god of mischief, so I guess maybe even his powers should just be completely inconsistent and chaotic too, you know, just yeah. appear and disappear at will, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. I'm, I'm I, never sure. good, I, like, I I think it's kinda like what is convenient to the writing is what they do, basically. It's like, that's what I'm thinking because he just seems like a very inconsistent. Like, it's like, like they never know. Like, like because I remember like when the first Avengers movie came out, like he he scared me. I'm like, like I thought he was gonna be like the big villain, and he turns out he's just some lackey for Thanos, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And then now we learn that Thanos is small fish in comparison to probably King the Conqueror, or whoever else is, you know, like, yeah. <clears throat> it's interesting. Well, you, you, got, you got to always keep the stakes high, is what the problem. We is. have to, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and um, 
you know, because already the Infinity Stones have basically been just like null and void. Like, oh, we use them as paperweights, you know. Like, they, yeah. they, they don't serve any function anymore. They, no one cared. <clears throat> and then you got Kane the Conqueror, which, you know, I don't know much about, but I do know a little bit about Galactus. And that guy's like as big as a planet. You know, <laughs> so it's like. Um, yeah, <clears throat> it's, it's hard to say yeah, what, yeah. What, what the future holds for the MCU. Um, yeah. So, anyways, um, do you want to um, take a break here, Matt, and then come back and we'll talk about some trivia and and um, and like some speculation. Some trivs, yeah, sure. Some trivs and some specs. We'll be right <laughs> back, folks. Go eat a pop tart, folks, while you're listening to these yeah. ads. Yeah. <laughs> Need a new podcast to listen to? Well, why not check out the Super Podcast from the Super Network at supermarcy.com where we discuss films and pop culture and we do monthly fan-voted commentaries. We are available on all major podcasting platforms. So there I was, Matt. I was eating a Pop-Tart. And I was thinking nice. I was thinking to myself, this is some semi-charmed kind of life I'm living. <laughs> and then I overdosed on pop tarts. Oh wait, no, I didn't. Yes, same. Like I hope there wasn't any crystal meth in those in the filling of those pop tarts. I wouldn't trust. Man, these pop tarts make me feel good. I, w- I wouldn't eat any of the blue the blue ones because it might be that like crystal meth that Walter White was making on Breaking yeah. Bad. I'm not sure. Yeah. So we'll see here. Anyway, yeah, so- the baby blue. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um- wow. So here's some trivia about this episode, Matt. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay. So um, two of the guards in this episode um, on Lamentus 1 were named uh, Private Hudson and Corporal Hicks. They're a tribute to Michael Bean and uh, Bill Paxton's characters in the 1986 movie Aliens. Yeah. This episode reveals that the workers of the TVA weren't created by the timekeepers, but are all variants. This also gives a hint as to why Mobius is interested in 1990s and jet skis. It's possible he came from that time period. Yeah. If this show does not end with with, with me seeing Owen Wilson on a jet ski, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, I know. Me too. It has to. (laughs) I mean, it really has to. I mean... Um... In the comics, the character of Sylvie is the second version of Enchantress who was given her powers by Loki when he created her as a tool for chaos. While she was created by Loki, her powers and abilities are similar to those of the original Enchantress. This could help connect uh, Sofia DiMartino's uh, Sylvie in the show to uh, Loki as it is possible that another Loki created her or that she is a version of Loki who is merged with the character of Enchantress. Hmm. Um, the, uh, the final shot of the episode um, is actually one continuous shot where, where they're running um, towards the arc. There are, no cut, mm-hmm. there are no cuts in that for three minutes. Nice. Yeah, it, it's something that you know I didn't notice the first watch, but then in the second watch of the episode, I noticed it. So, so I actually watched this one twice, unlike the last couple that I didn't, even though I wanted to. But um, <laughs> yeah, I had a, 
I had some dental surgery uh, yesterday, and so I decided to come home, and I was kind of loopy, and I was just watching this. It was kind of interesting to watch it when you're loopy. But, um... (laughs) (laughs) Um... And this is the first episode that does not feature Owen Wilson or Tara Strong. So... That's interesting. Um... So... Any, uh, like, speculation here, Matt, or thoughts? Yeah, I think, um, that, uh, like, starting episode four, um, Loki's gonna have to probably try really hard to earn Mobius' trust back, because, you know, he's probably not gonna believe him at first, that he wasn't the one that you know, caused all this to happen, like, you know, and, you know, branching you know, a timeline to all kinds of different, you know, branches or whatever. Um, and so, um, I don't know, I think there's going to be like a, probably a huge argument between, you know, Renslayer and Mobius, you know, and those two factions about what, you know, what to do with Loki if they ever find him, you know, cause it's going to be like, Oh, well, you know, we told you this would happen. You know, you put your faith in this guy. Um, because you believe in lost causes and stuff like that, and look what happened. He betrayed you like we said he would, and you know, so he's going to be kind of put into, like, a weird position of, like, trying to prove them wrong, but he's probably going to, like, secretly agree with them, you know? Like, oh, shit. That's the other thing, too, is lost causes, so it's like, I wonder if he himself was, like, a pretty bad variant, you know, when he first, yeah, like, maybe he really fucked the timeline up really bad before they caught up with him. You know, and then they made him, like, you know, their most, like, you know, ardent servant, you know, whatever. See, I I have speculation that they don't just mind-wipe him once. That he's been mind-wiped several times, and that's why in the previous episode, when you you see him in in, uh, Renslayer's office, and there's all these um, rings on the table from from his uh, drink, Mm -hmm. and not using a coaster... Um, I think yeah. there's several of him, and I do think that when she talks about other other um, agents like helping her out and giving her gifts and stuff, I think they're all him. <clears throat> but he, yeah, he just doesn't know it because his mind's been wiped after like different cases. Right, but he still also remembers certain things, so so they would have to only wipe certain parts of his mind, maybe. Yeah, because. It's it's, you know I mean? it's possible, but we don't know how. Yeah. Time time you know is different there too, so it's hard to say. Exactly, yeah. So they could just mm-hmm. decide, yeah, what to wipe. Um, I do have another thought too. So like, I don't know if this is true or not, but it it looked like the same guy. So like in um the the end of the second episode when when um Sylvie just completely just like branches out all these time timelines all over the place. And they're, like, frantically trying to, like, you know, notify all of the Minutemen what's going on or whatever. There was that dude with the mustache. Is that the same guy from WandaVision? It, it looks a lot like him. It is not. Um, you know, it's not? Okay. No, it's, right. a different, um, it's a different actor with a similar mustache. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it looked a lot like him to see, me. So. See, an- an- another thing, too, that connects WandaVision, too, is, um, is uh, Sylvie talks about the fact that she's... She she's she had a uh, had a romance with a postman. Uh. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> and we kept seeing that post op that that uh that that mailman in uh yeah. in in WandaVision. So one of the theories yeah. going around online is that he's the <laughs> Another one is that it's Stan Lee. Yeah. Because he's played <clears throat> okay. he's, he in different movies he's played, you know, like FedEx guys and postmen and stuff like that. So Right, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's um yeah, so another theory, I guess, my speculation, my my specs um, would be that uh, <clears throat> they're, they're pr- I, I think Loki and Sylvie are probably not telling each other the complete truth. I mean, I I, I think <clears throat> how do I explain this? Like, I think they half trust each other, but they're still secretly trying to one over each other at the same time. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, I mean, not, they're not complete enemies, but I don't think they completely trust each other. And, um, and I, I do think that, like, at some point, they're going to, like, convince Mobius, like, what's really happening. And he's going to, like, probably have, like, a crisis of faith at some point because he, like, so strongly believes in, like, the order of the universe, you know, goes strictly according to the timekeeper's plans and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I do think at some point it's going to be the three of them, like a trio type thing going on. I don't know, but yeah, see, I think see, so. see one 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 theory I I had, and I also heard too, is that there's a possibility that this whole episode didn't really happen. Okay, that they're not really on Lamentus. Um, that it's all an enchantment that Loki was able to pull over Sylvie. Okay, to get the information out of her. Like, uh, because we, we were set up with that idea at the beginning of the episode with her mm-hmm. and, uh, and, um, Sasha Lane's character at the beginning of the episode, you know? So it could right. be that that's a possibility that this whole thing is that, or it could be the other way around. Maybe she's the one, but also one of the other theories too, that I, I think is, I don't think the temp pad is actually broken. <laughs> I think Loki was just saying it was to try to find another way off. Yeah, and uh, and to mess with her, you know, because he can do. He's got magic, and you know he could make it look like it was broken. Yeah, 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 an illusion. And yeah. Plus, we've got that other ability where it's um, <clears throat> it's not an illusion. It's like actually, like, I don't know how to explain it, but it actually like makes like a complete molecular replica of the person's body so oh, yeah. it's not even so he might have so made a, he might have made a, a complete molecular replication of the time pad right yeah so that's 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 the other interesting teen t- teen thing too about um infinity war you know it's like did he really die because if he can like do that you know what i mean like <laughs> I, I, I really hope he did because it wouldn't it make his sacrifice less important if he didn't. Yeah, I um, guess. Yeah. The uh, I uh, another an, another thing here is like okay she she insists on not being called Loki, so if she is a Loki variant, as they've made us believe, and she wants to be called Sylvie, um, she decided to change her name. Um, and she doesn't like to be called Loki. I think there might be a thing where I think she was raised by another Loki. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's where Richard E. Grant comes into play. And I think it might even be the same Loki that she's traveling with right now. 
but an older version of him that because Richard E. Grant looks like he could be an older version of Tom Hiddleston. Possibly, you know, so it could be Mm. that or something like that. I think she was raised by a Loki who didn't treat her well. Yeah. And uh, so whether it's our Loki or another Loki. And my theory is that that's why she doesn't want to be named Loki is because she finds Loki's disgusting or something, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was probably like a, an abusive father sort of thing, you know, now like maybe not, maybe not physically, but, you know, emotionally abusive or something to her. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that that's my feeling on it. And I think there's a lot of layers here. And I mean, there, there is the whole... Uh, that that revelation there, I think I think this helped us. A lot of people are saying that this is a filler episode, but I do think there was a lot of revelations in this episode. Also, the fact that we we are given this little bit of insight into Sylvie, so now we actually care about the character because we really didn't. I mean, we met her at the end of the last episode, but we really don't meet her until this episode. So you're three episodes into a right. six, a six episode series. You need to have an episode like this so we can actually connect with the character and have some kind of emotional attachment to her in case something bad or good happens to her in the future and we actually care about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, for me, a filler episode is like, you know, you have like a 15-episode show or like a 20-episode show and then you have like an episode where like nothing of like real consequence happens. To me, that's what a filler episode is. It's not... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because I think I think honestly, Falcon and Winter Soldier could have used an episode like this about the Flag Smashers. Yeah, because, that would have been be, pretty cool. Because we didn't really have an attachment to them like we could have. I mean, we had a little bit of their about their ideals and stuff, but we didn't really have an attachment. I think they could have done this where we actually so we could have cared more about the different characters that are a part of the Flag Smashers. You know if they would have had one of these quote-unquote filler episodes. I mean, the thing is, we're preconditioned now today because of streaming and short seasons on TV series is to not have a quote-unquote filler episode. At least this wasn't like a a bottle-reminiscent episode or something, like where we're just flashing back to previous episodes or something, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I do think, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure the uh, the Clerks animated series, their second episode was a flashback to the first episode on purpose to do that, to point out that. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, I think it was their, their it, was, it was one of their, because they only had like, you know, eight episodes of that show or something. So it was like one of the, one of the first couple episodes where they just flash back to the previous episodes, which <laughs> weren't many at all. So, um, wow. yeah. <laughs> Um, or like in um, Community where they had a bottle episode where they flash back to events that we never actually saw. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, so um, like all these weird scenarios I'm like, what the hell did they do that year? <laughs> like, but but it's like those episodes on sitcoms where they're stuck in an elevator or a, or a meat cooler or something and they're talking about all the yeah, remember on your birthday when we did this? And then, yeah. and then we see clips of it or, you know Remember when you pulled, remember when you pulled that scheme on 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 Mr. Belding or whatever? No, so you know, <laughs> one one of Zach Morris's many schemes yeah. uh, against Mr. Belding or the entire school, rather. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, we, we at least it wasn't, because I, I consider, like, bottle episodes more filler episodes. You know, yeah. like, I mean, some bottle episodes are done brilliantly, like I said, the Community one, which was like a play yeah. on it. Or, like, there's a Breaking Bad, back to that, an episode of that called The Fly, which is, like, a brilliant episode of that that all takes place in the, in in the, in the, like, place where they're cooking the meth and stuff, so. Um, yeah. Some, some some bottle episodes can be done really well, but but like like I don't think this was a filler episode like people think it was though because I think it, it had no. a re- lot of revelations. It, I think m- m- people just want like punchy punchy bang bang or something. You know what I mean? They don't want nowadays they or or they just or they want like big crazy revelations in every episode of every TV show they watch. Yeah, right? which I understand, but. You know, when we were growing up, we didn't have that. No, it, it, we had to wait. It wasn't like every episode of ER something, you know, some 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 kind of big revelation happened or something like that. You know, they would have some episodes like that once in a while, but most of the episodes were just about people in a hospital doing their job. You know, <laughs> it's just yeah. Back then, two seasons were longer. We didn't have yeah. six episode seasons. It was a whole year, and then we have breaks that would go on for like three or six weeks before they run another new episode you know stuff yeah. like that so come on guys get you you know you don't know what it was like for us man like yeah. we had to have patience and they did on er too yeah they'd have a lot of patience yeah i mean well that's kind of the <laughs> the nature of the show <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of er uh you remember that episode I, I didn't watch it that much but i saw some clips where this guy basically gets like crushed by a helicopter oh yeah um i I read somewhere that he like demanded that his character die that way because like he always his character always died like in weird like accidents i guess or something like that yeah Uh, like the actor i mean like yeah he always wanted his character to die in like this huge explosion or something so he basically told him he's like i want because he already got his like hand cut off before by like a helicopter um propeller or yeah, whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah, chopped off his arm because he had it. Yeah, up now he's like, that's not enough. I need a helicopter to just crash into me. <laughs> yep, that's how it goes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, so uh, anything else, Matt, before we wrap things up here? No. Okay, so, well, I, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, our, our little rambling about ER and, um, and uh, Pop-Tarts. <laughs> And, and Loki, and um, <laughs> the uh, if you eat too many pop tarts, you might go to the ER. But that's true. Uh, and to have your pumic, your, your your stomach pumped. I almost said your yeah. pump, your pumic stumped. Your pumic stumped. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's okay. a good band name. Yeah. Pumic, pumic, pumic stumped. Pumic stumped. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Coming to a theater near you. Pumic stumped. <laughs> they're a they're 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 an emo polka band. Anyways, um, the uh, hopefully uh, you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, uh, go on to uh, Apple uh, Podcast, give us a five star review if you could. I would really, really appreciate it. It helps other people find our show that you know might not know that we exist. Might even help the people in Battle Creek, Michigan, and yeah, Kellogg's find us. Yeah, <clears throat> you and know. give us the deal. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're really funny guys. I mean, we really, really are. I mean, you know, we got good banter. We 
you know, we're funny. I mean, I already said we're funny, but it's true. We are pretty have, funny. Have you heard that we're funny? If I funny? do say so myself. What's that? Have you heard that we're funny? Yeah, yeah. Have you heard that we're funny? Because I said it like eight times already. But um, I've heard it's it. It's true. We are. Somebody told got me that. Good. But yeah, we got we got we got we got, we got good chemistry. And um, it's always been like it's always been like this since like 2004 when it used to like basically almost do like comedy bits for the Baha'is without even really realizing that's what we're doing. Um, yep. You know. <laughs> See, we're a modern day Abbott and Costello, folks. Come on. Yeah. You know, yes. so 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 give us a good review. Also, yeah. um, give us a bad review if you don't think we are, and um, <laughs> I yeah, don't care. I don't. But don't give us a bad review, and um, you know, check out our check out our T Public. You can get some T shirts. Um, go to uh, go to our Patreon. You can help us out that way too. Um, you know, just send me money in a self. You know, in 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 a in a random em- envelope. You know, <laughs> message me at mike at yeah. dot com. I'll give you my address. And no, I'm joking. Um. Anyways, <laughs> don't do that, folks. <laughs> no, I don't want packages from you because I don't trust you. Anyway, so um. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Anyways, um. <laughs> until next time, folks. Be kind. Rewind. Rewind. You know, wear a mask wear, if you wear have a mask to. If we have to. Yeah, still. I mean, <laughs> a lot of places don't require it anymore. Get vaxxed. And wear a condom. Wear a condom. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Hawes. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.